Tere, and welcome to History of Estonia podcast. Episode 32, Cultural Development at the End of the 19th and Beginning of the 20th Centuries. In this period of Estonia's development, Estonians become increasingly more educated than their peers within the Russian Empire, and Estonians work at making a unique culture based on their own language and history. The rapid development of education and culture in the period under consideration gave rise to qualitative changes. Traditional Estonian popular culture, which had been influenced by German and Russian features, was about to develop into a national culture. It made bold attempts to contact the, we- the cultures of Western Europe. Thorough reorganization of primary education started in the 1870s. Three-year village schools attendance was made compulsory for everybody. Numerous new schools were established. The content of education was extended. Writing, arithmetic, and national studies became general subjects, which changed the nature of schooling that had previously been focused on teaching, reading, and writing. Those who wanted to continue their studies could choose between parish and county schools. New teaching aids were introduced, such as geographical maps, globes, abacuses, blackboards, and harmoniums, which is like a small organ. The arrival in schools of textbooks written in Estonian played a major role. The school reading books compiled by Carl Robert Jacobson remained the basic textbooks for primary schools for years. The education and professional Preparation of teachers improved. Parish school teachers were trained at seminaries, the best known of which operated in Volga, headed by Janis Simze. Graduates from the parish schools became teachers in county schools. More and more Estonians tried to continue their studies in order to acquire secondary education. In the 1870s, new gymnasia which were secondary schools, were established in Tallinn, Narva, and Viljandi. The original three-year schools developed into eight-year educational establishments. In the 1880s, a new type of school appeared, the seven-year scientific school, where more stress was laid on the natural sciences. Girls' gymnasia were also established. The reforms from Russification represented a setback for education. Russian, as the compulsory language of tuition, textbooks that were not suitable for Estonian conditions, teachers who could speak no other languages besides Russian, and a boring system of study where everything had to be learnt by heart reduced the number of pupils and caused a slight reduction in literacy. However, a five-year state schools established in the country provided a more thorough education due to their long study period. In the 1890s, the promotion of education continued. The number of schools increased once more, and for the first time, total literacy was achieved among young people. According to the data of the 1897 census, the percentage of general literacy 
was higher than any other Russian gubernia at 77.7%. In the period of revolution, a demand for vernacular schools, or teaching in the Estonian language, arose. In 1906, permission was granted to establish vernacular private schools. The girls' gymnasium of the Estonian Society of Youth Education in Tartu and similar establishments in Pernu, Viljandi, and Atupa started work. The first vocational schools, schools of navigation in Hainasti, Narva, and Paldiski, and a railway polytechnic in Tallinn, had already been established in the 1870s. At the beginning of the new century, the role of vocational education increased. Business, commercial, sewing, agricultural, and other schools were established. It was also possible to acquire higher education in Estonia, provided by Tartu University, Tartu Veterinary Institute, Mikhail Rostovstev's private university in Tartu, and Anton Yelsinki's higher women's course, courses in Tartu. The proportion of Estonians among students increased. In 1914, more than 400 Estonians studied at Tartu University, and about the same number at other universities in Russia and Europe. In addition to becoming priests, Estonians also became lawyers, engineers, doctors, linguists, and historians. Tartu University became the main center of scientific research. Many internationally acknowledged scientists worked there. Initially, they were only Germans. Carl Schmidt, one of the initiators of physical chemistry, Alexander Schmidt, a researcher in hematology, and Konstantin Gerwink, a, a specialist in the geology and archaeology of the Baltic region. Due to Russification, many Germans left, leaving research at an ebb. It was only after the turn of the century that newly acknowledged scientists rose among the Russian academic staff. Ivan Kondakov, the inventor of synthetic rubber, Vladimir Grebar, a specialist in international law, and Yevgeny Tarle, a researcher of the Napoleonic period. Alongside Russian academics, some Baltic Germans were also active. Werner Zoge von Montufel became famous for the first successful heart surgery. There were very few Estonians among the university lecturers. Traditionally, lecturers of the Estonian philology were Estonians. Among these were Mikkel Veske and Karl August Hermann had acquired doctorates in Leipzig, but they were not allowed to take a professorship. During the war years, some more Estonians gained post at the university. The theologian Johann Kopp and the medics Alexander Poldrick and Heinrich Koppel. The university did not pay much attention to studies connected with the Estonian country and nation. Among research establishments located outside of the university that developed that field, the most important are the Estonian Scholarly Society and the Estonian Society of Literati. The latter continued to collect folklore on the initiative of Jacob Hurt, 
After the Society of Literati was closed down, the collecting of folklore almost stopped, but the Estonian Literati Society, established in 1907, carried on the work. As well as collecting folklore, they considered it their task to study the Estonian language, literature, and history. In the field of history, the Estonian National Museum, established in 1909 to commemorate Jacob Hurt, rose next to the Estonian Literary Society. The museum collected artifacts of the Estonian people, everyday commodities, and national costumes, ornaments, pieces of art. The archive and library of the museum housed printed matter in Estonian as well as about Estonia. The development of national literature started from the nationalist romantic patriotic lyrics written by Lydia Koidula, but also by Mikkel Veskel, Ado Reinwald, and Friedrich Kulbars. Almost simultaneously, the first drama pieces in Estonia appeared. Lydia Koidula also pioneered that field, soon followed by Jakob Kunder. Prose was initially of secondary importance. First, Jacob Pern and Lily Suberg's stories were published, and in the 1880s, the romantic historical stories by Edward Bornhuhe first appeared. His Tasuya, the Avenger, became vastly popular, which also led Jak Yarv and Andres Sol to write in the historic genre. By the end of the 19th century, prose had become more popular than poetry, and romantic stories were replaced by realistic novels. The most outstanding novelist was Edward Wilde, whose historical trilogy marked the peak of critical realism in Estonian literature. Johann Lieb was the best-known poet of the period, while August Kitzberg became famous as a playwright. The turning point for the literature came in 1905, when the first literary group, Young Estonia, or Nor Esti, made its appearance. This developed from a social culture circle of young people, where discussions about topical issues took place and members read their writings to, to each other. The leaders of, of the group were Gustav Suits, Friedebert Tuglis, and Johan Avik. Their slogans, Let's be Estonians, but let's also become Europeans, expressed the need to get rid of a one-sided Russian and German cultural influence and to find, find connections between Estonian national culture and that of Western Europe. The national musical art started with choral songs, which were initiated by the song festivals and the large number of choirs. The first non-professional Estonian composers were graduates of the Janus Simze Seminary, Alexander Sebelman Kunilade, two of whose songs were in the program of the 1869 Song Festival, and his brother Friedrich August Sebelman. At the end of the century, professional composers 
educated in the conservatory, started to influence musical life in Estonia. Alexander Latte established the first symphony orchestra in Tartu in 1900. As well as composing, Mina Harma presented organ music and was an outstanding conductor. At the turn of the century, the list was extended by the names of Arthur Kapp, Mikkel Ludig, Peter Suda, Rudolf Tobias, and others. The tradition of song festivals continued. The number of participants increased. In addition to brass bands and male choirs, mixed choirs, female choirs, and children choirs, as well as string orchestras, joined the ranks of the performers. The repertoire became more varied, and the proportion of original Estonian songs increased. The birth date of the Estonian theater was 24 June 1870, when the premiere of Sarma Onupoig, or The Sarma Cousin, by Lydia Koidula, took place at the Venemoine Society in Tartu. A year later, the play was staged by the Estonia Society in Tallinn, then by the Ilmarine Society in Narva, the Kuit Society in Viliandi, and the Indola Society in Pernu. Soon, amateur theaters became popular all over Estonia. The plays were performed in larger farmhouses and in school buildings. As the actors were amateurs, the artistic level of the plays was not very high, and they mainly served the purpose of entertainment. The greatest change took place in the Vanemwine Society, the leadership of which was taken over by August Vieira in 1878. He formed a company with a stable membership, initiated weekly performances, and enriched the repertoire with Western European classics. Vanemwine became a professional theater in 1906 when Karl Menning, who had studied directing in Berlin, became the head of the company in a newly constructed building. The same year, the Estonia in Tallinn became a professional theater, and some time later, the Inla in Pernu as well. At the end of the century, film made its way to Estonia. Initially, there were short shows given by traveling cinemas. The first Estonian cinematographer was Johannes Pasuke, who shot documentaries about Tartu and the Settu lands and made the first feature film, Karujut Pernumal, a bear hunt in Pernu region, before the First World War. And that's where we will leave our episode for today. When next we meet, we will cover the coming of statehood as viewed by History of Estonia, the book published in 1997. If you have any questions, you can please reach out to me at sparsleyw at gmail.com. And until we meet next time, Nagamiseni. <laughs>